Captain America throws his mighty shield. The TV fans are taking over. This is Across the Airwaves. You're different. Now don't let anyone tell you that you have nothing to offer. Second chances don't come around all that often. I suggest take a really close look at it. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Marvelverse podcast, Across the Airways podcast, dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and Marvel's Netflix shows. I'm Nikki Amy, your very stuffed-up hostess. <laughs> and joining me today are a couple of guys that are fighting over who gets to save Agent May. Yeah. And although, feel, although she doesn't really need much uh, help, I think. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they want to join her at the spa. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. <laughs> so we are we are lacking one of our guys. Uh, Wu Kim was not able to join us due to technical difficulties. But the fellows we have here are. a <laughs> Cookie Monster Man. <laughs> and Mr. Prickle Pants is back. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get started, there was uh, there was one article I found really interesting that was released this week. It was about why Agent Carter got canceled. Yeah, that was interesting for me too, and I think it gives a lot of insight into the inner workings of Marvel TV. Yeah, so it was not a. So, for those of you who did not read that article, and I did post it on, uh, I think it was on Across the Airways Twitter, uh, Marvel didn't have anything to do with the cancellation. Marvel Television wanted to keep going with with Agent Carter. It was ABC. And it, apparently, they're always. Apparently, Marvel TV doesn't have, like, like the network they're on as, um, is, as the ultimate decider, not Marvel. So. Right. Well, it's kind of like in films, is that in films you have producers and you have the distributor. And so the producer is Marvel Television, and ABC is kind of like an executive producer. Well, the executive producer, in this case, makes the call. Uh, I think it also has to do with like the hierarchy in terms of movies and versus TV, because... Um, movies like theaters want movies to come to them because that's how they stay in business. But TV companies like they can probably find just as many other shows that could potentially be hits, but they're not necessarily beholden to one company or or one studio to make uh, or break a network. So right, I wouldn't be surprised actually if Marvel in the future like starts their own channel. That'd be interesting. <laughs> awesome. It, that would be awesome. I think that they would have a problem with finding enough uh, money. They would have to pull stuff from like the old school Spider-Man, you know, right. cartoons that, to fill it because a network is a twenty-four hour a day channel. Right. There's only so many times you. Or can they could do like a streaming ser- their own streaming service like Netflix. <laughs> their or own the- streaming service would be awesome. I, I would totally go for that. So if those of you who are cursing Marvel for canceling Agent Carter, it was not Marvel. They did not want to cancel it. It was ABC. And I, if I'm guessing correctly, because I haven't seen any new news about it, Conviction was canceled. Oh, I don't know. So. I haven't seen any information on it. I haven't seen any previews for a new episode, so that means Haley might be available to come back to do Agent Carter. Somehow. Uh, somehow. And apparently Netflix didn't pick it up because they wanted like more original creations, so that, I guess, right. makes sense. Yeah. But. 
So it's all another business, business. It's all you know. It's all about the, the almighty dollar, and sadly, it's what we're learning in the world. So we also have some Avengers: Infinity Wars news. Uh, so they said that we're gonna see some new worlds. Some Doctor Strangest roles. But Liv Tyler may be coming back as Betty Ross. Finally. And uh, there's going to be a, a lot of people in this movie. Um, <laughs> Both uh, movies, I would imagine. Yeah, so uh, Joe and Anthony Russo directing it, and they did such a good job with Winter Soldier and Civil War. So um, I, I have no qualms about that this and Avengers, what they're calling Avengers 4, uh, will that it will be a hit. Um, also, Benedict Cumberbatch will not start filming Infinity War, but he'll have a double for part for the beginning of shooting due to some kind of scheduling conflict so i think that gives a a clue that like that like dr strange's role in the movie is probably not huge right which was kind of what we figured given how big his film was and how big his role is supposedly going to be ragnarok um and how much magic is actually going to be necessary uh especially when you have wanda uh uh, so seemingly all the core members of guardians are going to be included as well as cat thor iron man spider-man dr strange uh possibly the hulk um we're also guessing, you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow and possibly, you know, Bucky. The witch. Uh, and, yeah, Falcon. Vision for sure has to be in it. And, and Captain Marvel is supposed to make her appearance. Black, her first Black appearance. Panther. Black Panthers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the who's who of the Avengers lineup from the very beginning of the, the Avengers comics awesome. to now. It's gonna be full. It's gonna be a full movie because you got the Guardians in there too. So, but we do have to wait uh, May till May fourth, two thousand eight, two thousand eighteen. <laughs> the T got lost in my cold <laughs> well, you, then, should drink, you should drink it up then because tea is good <laughs> uh, and then the uh, a year later we'll get what they're calling Avengers for right. so on May 3rd 2019 so that was that was our Marvel news for the week and so what are we going to do today James well today we're discussing season 4 episode 10 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. titled The Patriot in which separated from the team Colson and Mac discover a shocking secret about Mace leaving all of S.H.I.E.L.D. in a precarious position Dun, 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 yeah. dun. Dun, dun. So we finally are learning the truth about Jeffy. <laughs> and that he is, I, what, he is A, not a hero, and B, not inhuman. <laughs> yeah, he is yeah. not an inhuman, in fact, which is, I think, something some people kind of suspected. Um, I thought it was a little too cavalier of him just say he was an inhuman, uh, but I did suspect that he wasn't one. I just thought he was an arrogant son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I mean, he seems like he's a, he seems like he alternates between being okay and being meh. And maybe that could be the super soldier serum that he's been taking. Except it doesn't make Cap a jerk. Well, I mean, like I said, that was the perfect serum. Not yeah. this is this is based off of um uh what did they say it was um Cal's formula. Yeah, this is based and, off Cal's formula. They're very and, careful. I noticed. Did you notice? They're very careful to to differentiate between Erskine and Cal. I was wondering if it was like um. <sighs> Uh, something it was like the same cocktail that uh, powers Nuke and Jessica Jones because that's what I really thought when you said drug cocktail. I was like, yeah. oh. 
Somebody else brought that up on the. Uh, uh, I think they said they said Lou. Oh, that, well, that was that was connected to the exploding bullet, which is yeah. um, this bullet, which was awesome. But uh, but yeah, I thought I thought of that too, and then I thought, well, if he really took if he took Erskine's formula, he wouldn't need to keep doing it. Exactly. He would need to be handcuffed to his as some of his Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> uh, which I was voting for uh, <laughs> for being in that case was the Girl Scout cookies. Um, or just your cookies. <laughs> oh, oh, thank you. Um, yes, I've taken a break from baking since after Christmas. But um, but yeah, so Jeffrey Mace, not inhuman. Also, not really a hero. And Coulson, a little pissed off because he kind of trusted his baby, Shield, <laughs> to, to this motivational poster spewing dude. But I have to say, I actually like him better now because he seems so invincible. He seemed too Superman, like all true justice in the American way and all that bull. And um, I actually like this vulnerable side of me. Yeah, and I think, to, not to jump the gun or anything, but I think um, the Charm Award this week for Best Actor has to go to um, Jason O'Mara, because I think he definitely, like, finally sold us all on Mace and actually being, like, a decent guy. Yeah, I, he's he's my vote for the for this week's Schwarmy. What about so, you, Steve? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he gets it this week, and uh, I just I was really impressed with his his performance and how he kind of just his vulnerability in those yeah. moments when he's in that shack was just like oh wow you know I want to get to know this guy and I have to say Jason O'Mara liked and retweeted me. <laughs> Uh, he's Irish, actually, which is which always blows my mind. Like, in fact, he's Irish. It doesn't he doesn't sound Irish at all. He's one of my people. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he I, I said he looks damn good in that uh, that superhero gear. Yeah, <laughs> and he, and he really did. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we we don't have an inhuman leading shield. We have a faker, but he yeah. looks good doing it. <laughs> Which was, yeah, which is kind of my, was my theory on Keanu Reeves for a long time was, well, he's not that great an actor, but he looks good doing it. Um, and then you saw I, John Wick. No, then I saw, I think it was, uh, oh God, I was such a huge Keanu fan, it could have been anything. Um, <laughs> no, I think, I think Keanu's quite good, actually. Uh, but so now everybody knows in S.H.I.E.L.D., well, at least, you know, Fitz and Simmons. Coulson uh, and Maybot. 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 I'm still sticking with Meta. I'm still sticking with Meta. Uh, but Maybot is good too. Uh, <laughs> but they they know, and it's it's not going to be good, and you know he's not going to be able to live this down. Uh, I do think it's like a good idea though that Coulson eventually came came up with to have him be like a uh, um, like a co-director in a way. Yeah, I thought the ending of the episode, and I don't feel like we're jumping because we're t- talking about Jeffy in, in, in all terms, but um, <clears throat> I think the ending of the episode was quite perfect because Coulson can't be the, the face of S.H.I.E.L.D. Although it feels like his face will be coming out in public next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk oh. about that during spoilers, but yeah, I was a little upset by that. Um, I was like, no! Uh, but yeah, so we still need a public face of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he seems to have the public's you know, good wishes. And I'm very comfortable blaming Talbot for all of this. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> we're, we're good blaming Talbot and his ridiculous f- ring codes. <laughs> I mean, the ring code, I think, is actually, like, it makes sense for his position. It's just kind of, like, self-indulgent. 
indulgent. <laughs> yeah, a little. Oh, look, the president is calling me. I can tell because hail to the chief lays on my phone. Oh, my God. Really? I'm like, oh, God, the mustache is back. And I love Talbot. I love to hate Talbot. He's that character you love to hate, uh, which is says a lot because I love Adrian Pazdar. And I have for uh, since I was a teenager because he's so beautiful. But I was just like, oh, God, he's back. But uh, I did love his interactions with, with Simmons, I do have to say. <laughs> the sci- find me a sciencey way to do it. Yes. <laughs> what was the other like really big line that like Talbot oh like squish someone like a like a beer and a lot in a dollar like a lime and a dollar beer or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And it was just like what? And he his phrasing was all oldy fashiony, expected ease at the end of everything. Um so <laughs> I think we did, just... like the um, runner up Shorma award Adrian Pazar then. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's first runner-up in case Jason Amara cannot fulfill his duties as the Schwarmer Award winner, then we have Adrian Pazdar. But, uh, and in the midst of all of our confusion of a plane crash and an exploding bullet and somebody trying to take out uh, our quote, inhuman, unquote, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., we have what's going on with Radcliffe and Meta, Meta and Ada 2. Well, actually, it's real, real May in there with them. Well, you also have Meta, who discovered she's maybe not as human as she thought she was. Which is going to be an interesting conflict uh, in spoilers that we'll talk about. So Yeah, um, so we have the fake May, Meta, or Maybot, or Robo May, or whatever we're what calling her this week. Um, and she thinks, she, we find out, you know, we kind of suspected, but I think it's the first time, like, I think they wanted Radcliffe to be very clear. So I think they gave deliberately gave him a line. Um, Meta doesn't know she's she's not May. The the LMD May thinks she's the real May. She has the memories. She has the feeling. She has the physical capability, obviously. Um, but she thinks she's real. And that's a very interesting place to go with this with this and character. I have to wonder, too, because like, they keep, you know, every article keeps mentioning it. Every, even the, even um, Ming-Na tweeted about it. Like, the idea of Belinda, like, we have to wonder if that's like just something that's like subconscious programming going into her. Like, if you've ever seen Young, Young Justice, how like the cloner yes. boy was like subconsciously programmed to want to get into the justice league so i wonder if it's like if that's what the goal is or if that's actually like what may would be doing in this situation which i don't know i know what nikki would think about that but i don't know what actual may thinks about this so well i know what ming Na would want <laughs> but because she's been very vocal that she's very much a felinda shipper uh i think it's if if, if it is programmed into her that she's supposed to like try to get closer to, to colson that it's something that radcliffe wants to use to distract everybody yeah and i, I, I noticed a lot of people it. were I noticed a lot of people were tweeting over when during the part i couldn't see but because i i teeth my technical difficulties again last night but um I feel like uh, a lot of people were saying that she talked too much, like talked more than what, what than May does. So I think I wonder if that's going to be one of the clues that people use to figure it out in the show. You know what? I did notice that, but you're right. Yeah. Did you notice that, Steve? Oh yeah, I've noticed that. Like she does talk an awful lot compared when to May, Jack May. Yeah, when May talks, it's always there's always a real point to it. Yeah. There's always it's strategy. It's trying to solve a problem. But you're right. Meta kind of just talks. She talks and doesn't realize how much she's talking. And also, and, I think another thing people said was that she touched. She touches. She touched Lola, which is not. I don't yeah. think something they would do. Yeah. She would no. Not. Because there's also her whole oh, body touch Lola. I mean, she was sitting <laughs> in Lola, and that's just no. <laughs> yeah, so maybe also, maybe Daisy will be the one to figure out. She's like, you're allowed to touch Lola. 
I mean, the clues are going to start adding up, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And because we know, the audience knows, it's easy for us to play armchair quarterback and say, oh, well, this, 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 and this. This shows that she's not May. But we know she's not May. So we can look for clues that we might not look for if we didn't know that was May. Like, if they had kept this secret and not showed us the real May, yeah. you know, being held captive, would we really be paying attention to these things? You never know. And also, I think it's the other thing being that um, I think... Uh, um, the clues that we get that are given to the characters are kind of spread out amongst them. So it like it's always a um, a bunch of like if one person notices something off, they use if it's like a tiny thing, they don't usually say it to someone else unless it starts to add up, and it only adds up after a certain amount of time. So right, the good point is that if you're spreading these and nobody's coming together because nobody's concerned, because you can dismiss one little thing. Exactly, you can so. dismiss her being a little more chatty. As well, you know, she's more comfortable. She's this is a unique situation. But I almost want to say that I think in this respect, the writer should have maybe kept her a secret a little bit longer, like let us try to discover if something was wrong. But that and then have her at the end of this episode, like when she finds what's in her arm, then her shoulder. Or shoulder and go, wait a minute. Shoulder. It's her shoulder. Well, it's part of her arm. Oh my god, semantics. <laughs> the question though is like, but then you would lose all that development that you get with Radcliffe and Ada and um Right. That's that's the trade off. And then you would have to push that back to upcoming episodes or you start hinting at it with the other Ada because you could definitely think that they're having they have a secret and that she's going into that room. But, you know, here we go playing armchair armchair, you know, head writer. And <laughs> but I think that would have been maybe for for the audience a bigger reveal because it would have said well did you notice that did you notice that did, oh my gosh you're right and then you go back and you have to say there are these clues but then well, that, there's the there's the risk when you do that that the writers will do too much to telegraph yeah. that something's wrong and also the thing is that um people like you can't really go back when you can't really go back as easily with like network tv as you could with something like netflix so it's right i think a lot easier to reveal it early and then just kind of like sprinkle things right. in that people will pick up on so right i think they there's there's a lot of choices they could have made and uh in the end they went with the one that's kind of in the middle yeah they kind of did the road like probably the easiest to film and the easiest uh for payoff and the one that it really is little risk involved in the way they did it because you don't risk too much being revealed you don't risk having your your actors overdo it not that this cast would but it depends on how they're directed yeah um, i think ming na is strong enough to tell a director that's not how i would do it and also i think she's like since she's in both sets and she's, she's the same person and she knows like what's going on over here and how this can affect what's going right. on over here whatever whatever right so. she's she's been doing this job a long time she is just incredibly talented if you haven't seen people the uh the joy luck club oh my god um <laughs> she's brilliant um so i th i mean i think they'd be probably the best choice they could for the show i part of me goes god it would be really interesting if we could we if they just dropped clues for us but then would we have caught the clues? And then would, would it have paid off in the end? So anyway. So Radcliffe is still on his mission to get the dark hole. But he he's doing it for science. 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 Unquote science. <laughs> Not world domination, but science. If, if he says so. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as he says so. And I you know, we trust John Hanna because he's Scottish. <laughs> 
I mean, it's true, though. It's true. We ha- we do you not notice, happy listeners, that we inherently trust people with accents, uh, <laughs> like unless uh, they're like evil-sounding accents, in which case, well, yeah, unless they're like you know admirals on the Death Star who are always British, you know, <laughs> as Eddie Izzard points out, because of the Revolutionary War. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's like, but we're like, we do seem to trust people with these, like, oh look, these they sound so they sound so educated. They sound so upstanding and moral. It's like, well, yeah, but you know, there's there's bad bad people there too. <laughs> there's evil scientists. Like, do you always trust a doctor? Look at how many doctor people with advanced degrees are supervillains. I mean, come on. <laughs> to quote Sheldon. Um, but yeah, so Radcliffe is still out for world domination or science. He's out for science. Science science domination. (laughs) Science, all capital letters. Uh, and I think Ada too is just like, kind of just, she's kind of going along with it. She's not quite as devious as I remember the first Ada being, but she's also a little bitchier. (laughs) I think she doesn't, I think she's like getting too many mixed messages from Radcliffe and she's kind of confused about it. And so she's not, she's reacting in a way that's, um, rather passive aggressive like she's trying she's yeah. kind of she's kind of like uh mirroring radcliffe in some ways <laughs> excellent point excellent point i didn't think yeah you're right she's kind of like he is sending a lot of mixed messages because it's like you have your surface land and then you have your evil hand rigging plan and i think she's <laughs> kind of not sure you know what she's what she's supposed to do but except she you know beat the crap out of may um and i did think it was okay i want to ask you too when they said they had may in you know she was out of spa having a hot stone massage any of that make you go why this is may i mean that's what that's what radcliffe said dave what did you think did you think anything was off about that oh me yeah sorry i was like off of a distance (laughs) (laughs) a stone massage yourself are we yeah i was having my own self stuff stone massage god that was like i don't know i still don't understand how she woke up I, I imagine she probably like recognized that it was an illusion and just kind of like pulled Inception and just like dreamed or like kicked herself out of the dream yeah, or whatever. Probably. That's yes. kind of was like where she's like, "What the hell am I doing getting a stone massage?" I wouldn't mind having my own stone massage right now. I know. <laughs> I don't like heat, but I think I would I would mind that. But yeah, I kind of was like when they said that, I was like, why would you send May to a spa? Exactly. I would send her to like a kick a Muay Thai competition. Yeah, she doesn't look like the spa type. And that's no, the I question don't... that we all have to ask, though, is where was Radcliffe going to actually send her? Because I mean, we need she wants him to have an enemy, but which enemy? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Could maybe it... send her to Thor. She'd like that. Well, well, actually, yeah, I saw uh, Ming Na tweeted out like, why didn't I suggest that to the writers? Has <laughs> but I think the other one was um, could she possibly could he possibly be trying to bring Lash back into her memory? Because that'd be interesting. It's possible he wasn't really around for that, but he he was around at the end of that. I mean, he, but I mean, can, he knows what happened. Obviously. Yeah, I think he can also kind of like sort through her memories. I don't know how much he, how deep he's probing, but I imagine he could probably sort through certain memories. Right, because science. <laughs> Well, that, suspension, no. of, suspension of disbelief in science. And I also saw like somewhere that maybe like they're bringing back uh, what was the um, place that like I keep forgetting the place that like made her infamous May. Um, uh, oh, Bahrain. Yeah, yes. I think that they mentioned that the girl from Bahrain is going to be in a later episode somewhere. So I think that might be uh, what he's doing, which would be oh. probably. Which could be worse, honestly. <laughs> Maybe we'll go into May's subconscious as she's fighting this, and she goes back to that thought. That'd be cool. Back to that thought. Yeah, that would actually be a really interesting character uh, to do. Yeah, absolutely. 
So and I, I did think it was like when they finally realized that May's probably not the spa type. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you think? Because yeah. I think I even tweeted a spa. <laughs> May at a spa. spa. May at the spa. <laughs> May at the spa. So, and then we had the death match between Fitzsimmons and Fitzsimmons and Talbot. Which is not really a death match, but, you know. No, it was just brains versus brawn. <laughs> More like was... brains versus full-headedness. <laughs> yeah, brains versus mustache. And uh, we did talk, we talked about some of the Talbot bloodliners, but he was just like a nervous little mouse. Yeah, he was like, at, once it got to the point where he couldn't control it anymore, he was like, crap, I gotta trust these people. And then Gemma got more clearance. He goes, I'll make you hot pink or whatever to May, you know. Whatever. And then, got, then she pulled her Godfather moment, which was epic. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. I was like, I, was anybody else yelling? I don't know if you got to see that part, Hateful, but yeah, I did. At at the screen, use the head. I didn't. I didn't. Know, I didn't know that. I didn't think about the head, but I was like, wait, that it makes sense. Once I saw it, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Well, they just kept the head on the table, like, and I loved whoever that that lab tech was. I was like, she played that. So perfect, like she just threw the uh, through the towel. Yeah, exactly. That was great. And I was like, the head was sitting there, and I was like, how are they going to get that guy to talk? I was like, they have a head. <laughs> they could use the head in some way to get that guy to talk. And I thought, and then when they did it, I was like, yes, I should so write for this show. <laughs> um, but I thought it was. I thought Gemma played it so hardcore. She just rolls out the tw- the, the the scalpels. <laughs> they bloodied up that head. And it's interesting, like um, towards the end of the episode, like with Fitz messing around with the other head. Like I wonder whether the question is going to be a whether he actually figures out that it's Radcliffe behind this, or b he just gets tricked into something else because of some contingency plan that Radcliffe put in. Yeah, that's the those, the those are the only two options, and I hope the former is the one that happens, but I doubt it will be. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I worried when he was like taking extra looking, looking at the Ada head. Well, he was he talking was, like, to it as well, so. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I'm starting to worry about about uh, Fitz and his either yeah. his mental state or his uh, like sciency aspirations. Like, I, I think, think Fitz, Fitz is like he's latched onto the idea that Radcliffe sold him, and I think he's um, gotten to the point in his in his life where he's like lost too much, and he doesn't want to lose anyone else again and he's just kind of like becoming a little bit of a nervous wreck so yeah what do you think steve yeah exactly like what james said our fitzy is losing it yeah he's totally losing it the uh i don't know i just i just think he's tired of doing the same things over and over again he's trying to make her better so it's not something like that yeah yeah i think i think you've got a point uh he's it's something new it's something that's more advanced than what they're doing at shield yeah and i think that the science part of him like the scientist the the seeker of knowledge and i think that kind of uh i think that's kind of where he's at right now it's like well this is science if we progress science think of how good we can make it think of how much we can progress think of how how much we can help the world but i think that radcliffe part that you know evil world domination excellent is kind of getting like he's not seeing that because all he's seeing is the science well he's seeing what could be he's seeing what could yeah. be and he's not yes. he's not seeing what like i said he's he want he, he sold on the idea that radcliffe like hid behind basically right yeah. so exactly and he's still buying into it and because he hasn't really seen radcliffe's ultimate 
plotting because that was that we, only we know that. Yeah. Uh, but he well, did we collect all of his things. We <laughs> only, but he did collect his things. You know, in the split, they you know they divided up their CDs, and uh, he left Radcliffe's you know house, and yeah. we did finally get a scene with scenes with him and Simmons together, which we haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, which yeah. is pretty awesome to have them back together. Even though there is this tension, there's a strain, and I'm wondering, does he not like the apartment? <laughs> I think he likes the apartment. I think he just um, he doesn't he wasn't he doesn't want like he he knows that Gemma doesn't like he's he's still he's she doesn't believe in like that Ada can be a good she's kind of like bought into Max um uh, Asimovian philosophy a little bit, and I think it's. I think that's a good thing, honestly. Like long run, knowing how this show works, but yeah, yeah, she know, he knows that Gemma isn't going to like approve of this. Well, I think the fact that she knew all along and she has no, she's like, well, that's, that's, that's a robot. Like (laughs) nobody had to tell her. She just knew because she's Gemma. Um, She's the Hermione of our Scooby gang. And um, I also think that she's, as she's more of the biology side of science, she, she's not really into the tech as much as Fitz is. Right. But she's also the most perceptive of the two. Yeah. So there's she no she didn't trust Radcliffe from the beginning. But also she, she didn't notice that May was not May, so that's the thing. Right, but she's also the May the Meta is not as obvious as Ada was. Which is a question of wondering why Radcliffe did that to begin with, because I mean he could if he wanted to he probably could have improved on Ada too a little bit more if he wanted to make her more right. human. So we had the first bounce, so. right. So the first Ada was obviously Mach One, Mark One. If we're gonna go by Tony Stark suits, Iron Man suits, he, she was Mark One. So she's gonna be a little more obvious. Her movements, her the, her manner well, speaking, they actually, were a little more robotic. I think I know what it is it's because Ada was always a computer program, but May is a human. So like maybe there's something with imitating, being able to imitate what's already reality. Right. Rather than programming it from scratch, That's I don't true. know. You're, you're, they, he didn't download memories into Ada. He downloaded a program. Whereas, and maybe at Ada two, we've already noticed is more human-like than Ada one. Ada Mark one. <laughs> she's not as robotic, so he's improved. He improved. So who knows how many suits he's got? You know, <laughs> quote unquote, is lined up in the house somewhere. But with May, you're you're downloading human capabilities. It's kind of like almost like Westworld. If anybody watched or Black that. Mirror, there's no really or good Black episode Mirror. Black Mirror about that. Right. So it's like they, they're not aware they're human on Westworld. They're not aware they're robots. I think they're human oh. because they've been programmed that way. Um, gotcha. So it's almost like taking that tech, the same kind yeah. of tech. Sorry, I, I spoiled Westworld for anybody, but that, <laughs> it, it's kind of really not spoiling it because it's kind of the point of the show. It was the premise, and, basically. And the movie, and the movie from the 70s. With Yul Brynner. Uh, yes, as the Man in Black. But, and then I just, I love, I mean, as much as Talbot irritates me, I did, uh, he was the comic relief this episode. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he had the mustache with the comic relief. So, and now we have finally found out why Mace is considered a hero. Yeah, because he, he tripped. <laughs> he tripped. He tripped and landed on a woman, and it looked like he was saving her. Or pulling rubble off of her or something like that. Pulling the rubble off of her and looking superhuman. And the fact that he, ha- I think people might see the fact that he had that photo on his desk in a frame as bragging as i kind of see it as him remembering the truth like real yeah. you know it's his way of going this is reality i tripped it's this him is grounding not himself. exactly so i i kind of felt bad for him like i think
think that he wanted to do some good and he really bought into, you know, what they wanted him to be. And he is a politician. You know, he knows how to play the politics game. Um, and he is a good public face uh, for S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think the fact that he takes the Inhumans' cause so, so seriously and personally, even yeah. though he's not an Inhuman, you can't really fake that. I think, I think like I said, I said um, he's a good heart, but he's not a leader. Like, not a, yeah. he's not he's a not born a leader strategy. like Colson. Right. He is... He is a, a faith. He is. He's a speaker. He's a speaker. He's the one to get your message across. He's someone you need on your side in this situation. And I think he could be really valuable uh, to, to S.H.I.E.L.D. in this way. And I like that they're keeping him forever, how long we're keeping him, but we're making his role more interesting in a way. Yeah. Because I think he can grow. Because I think he has grown from the beginning. Yeah. And I do appreciate that he is very determined to protect the Inhumans. Yeah. So. Oh. So good, good on Mason. Yeah, this week's Shwarma Award definitely goes to Jason O'Mara oh. with the Red yeah. Rock and Adrian Pazdar. <laughs> Did I get did I? Oh, it's okay if I drank my jar. Hi, my name is Willis Kim. I'm so sorry that I wasn't able to be in this week's episode of the Marvelverse podcast, the episode of Marvel Shield Time the Patriot. I want to take time to give my thoughts on so Firstly, I want to mention something that I hear on a lot of times. There are a lot of terms that once want to get off some of the entire internet runs with all. And one of the terms that really bugged me term called filler episodes. And I really do not think filler episodes happen in TV series as often as something like that they do. This week's episode was not a filler episode. It really moved the essential story forward, but it really didn't like add into what we are do. And if you wanted if you yourself wanted to describe that as a filler episode, go on ahead. I think a filler episode more as episodes that are cut and came together form an episode just because the producers or the showrunners or whomever see want to save money. So those like together like what nineties and eighties sitcom clip episodes, those you mean are filler episodes. This is a standalone period. I really gotta give it up to Jason Amara. If I was gonna give a former award to anyone, it would him, I think did a great job playing director Maze, which again, every time I hear that name, I automatically think of Maze when Star Wars. It's very believable and very relatable, and not too dissimilar to how Maze's character was in the source material, because in the original source material, some of you may know this, so I'm sorry for being supportive, but director Maze, or Maze, the character itself, was a replacement that the government made to replace Cap Rock, and became known as the Iron Man, not James Rose, was the Iron Man. I'm 92, I know, I, I said it so thin there, but in the comic, he was the Iron Man. And soon after that, Norman Osborn. It's just hoping I want. I also want to give props. Ian DeCaster played Paul Fitz. They did a wonderful job. And really, I don't know if Ian DeCaster watched Robert Denny of Iron Man, but I really got a vibe of Tony Stark, Iron Man, Tony Stark, Avengers, Ultron. When Tony talked about Doctor Banner and Pepper Potts of why he did, and see the guilt side, see the sorrow of what may happen. Well, this is why he created Ultimately, this is why Ultron, Avengers. See that exact same look. Seeing a lot of things was good. Thing. Seen a lot of Holly die, seen a lot of kid critic creature almost fatally because of the, the one that they rather than wait, you want some going well. Because, and this is an intellectual guy who watch you. If you follow the law of probability, you know there wasn't a pun because the one Edward Hyde guy was a meditation or artistic. Probability wise, the next victim sure came that could take that Fitz's eyes, like good probable evidence that the next person that's going to get, get hurt or die is just and doesn't want it to happen, which is why he has either the original Aiden's head story trying to improve on Dark Black Life. Going to be 
speaking of Dr. Radcliffe, I really enjoyed Ada and his Ada and his interaction in this episode. It reminded me a lot of Battlestar Galactica and the One Beam Cylon. I'm sorry, I've not really watched the new the newer Battlestar Galactica more, so I couldn't character names. But I love how Ada's slowly starting to act more. She's being quick to act, develop and be for Dr. Radcliffe. Isn't anything like no like erogenous? I don't know if that's a word or anything sexual. It's more of Asian may act more like a robot than does and this increased Dr. Radcliffe. I love how Mallory Jan changed up for me and that the Ada's one by herself by her direct fall. I love that and, and in typical moment that may fashion figures up even in like a sedate state that which experiencing is not all. I love and speaking of Melinda May, I love the kind of and I know this is gonna sound fun, this is the best kind of analogy that I put this in. I love how LMD Melinda May is going through what Buzz Lightyear went through in the story where he's realizing that he's not a boy and it's kind of the opposite. Melinda May is realizing that she is not exactly and it's like not not the person sorry I get a lot of backstory not the movie I love how Meg Mina was playing it because really in any kind of show or you get to play a character doesn't know she's not the we've seen on the show for the watch I find that I find it very fascinating to watch or I'm sorry watch Mel and play that because again it's something that like we rarely could do it's so well usually when you have things like well, Ellen Gore to pretend someone they're not they're usually aware but this Melinda May Ellen isn't aware and and I don't know if they did this on Fist or or it would have given it away ending of this episode. I love how Coulson and May aren't together at all. So, so show. I find that interesting. I don't think they've done that part ever. Even when Coulson kidnapped this really one scene, I really enjoyed it. Like, not necessarily the writing, because that's the writing of man, but I love the pace and the episode. And one more thing before I go, I really wanted to mention Jason O'Mara playing and the ending, or the ending scene rather, and how he played direct Maze, because we've always kind of known something's up with them. Did he And I love his backstory and I, just because normal everyday heroes or college heroes fire boy doctor would have inserted name here they're usually in the right place at the right time and I love that Jason Omar director Mays character or flip that sorry director Mays he only he only realized that woman was there because of I love I love that about I love that about backstory he wasn't even intended to be a rescuer or a or a girl event it just kind of happened that right right time and usually in the real world that's how it would turn out and I love how in typical Joshua fashion saw this angel that just I mean I know he's not like involved in the opera, but in his TV shows like said no one gets to say the same thing, even if they've only been here. Just Whedon really loved confident man or woman. Watch Wesley the Pride or watch the Pride. He introduced them as being very strong will or it appears but it turns out when everything is they love gets stripped of when they get punched too too much or or by just the right or wrong. Then they show their colors up and and, and by doing that it really humanized. I really like how Mark because if he didn't have fans for this episode, I think character because and I, I'll say this one more time and then I'll and then I'll go into into spoiler section. Which by the way I will not be fading because I was there and I really don't like playing myself. I like how director May really showed a lot of and really let his guard down because what director May did similar to what Coulson said is doing what exact one and every day after like they wouldn't say oh I didn't say first person here and I know they would call me and 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 not sound elemental but this is how a, a small little white lie and I know in the context of what happens on all, but this is how it's a small little white light snowballed and I like how Paul's and director made that last. Anyway guys, I'll be back next. Okie dokie, let's get into our listener feedback. Take it away, Nick. So, this is from the Agents of Geek Pod, our good friends, and they responded to what we Colson exposed. That just happened, that's happened a few times, just another Tuesday. <laughs> Moles are dangerous though. Yes, but now publicly exposed. Yeah, right. 
Okay, some tweets from our friend Aaron. Hello, my pretties. I wish I had time to comment on my comments, to comment on those comments and so on or so until you or I go mad. But alas, this late time slot prevents that. I must get to it and let this tweet speak for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Damn right, Daisy deserves recognition, but I think she'd rather not be in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> like the spotlight. She looked like she was, like, petrified. Yeah, the petrified uh, tree look. Yes, exactly. Uh, world's most conspicuous briefcase. Of course, Jason Amara is concerned about someone stealing his Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> so it makes him so big and strong. Those I would be too. Those precious, delicious things don't come around that often. Yeah, they this is true. There, there. My roommate has some uh, thin bits in the freezer. I'm pretty oh my sure. God. I love them in the freezer. No killing off base just yet or ever, please. My heart can't take another Jason Omara cancellation. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, we we want him to stay. Uh, look like Daisy shot up out of that guy's rifle when she jumped on the building. Yeah, she kind of. Yeah. Creepy headshot. What a way to start a scene. <laughs> you with the hair. Get me a coffee. <laughs> okay, that has that. That definitely has my light. That was my best, yeah, my favorite the line best of the line night. Of the show, yeah. Boy, with that was some entertaining hair. I hope we see that guy again. That was a lot of hair. No. <laughs> what were you gonna? No offense, I think you shouldn't pop around for football matches anymore. <laughs> Do you really think they're watching soccer when they're together? Yeah. Probably. Oh, dude, dude, don't unbelt. Ooh, the consequence of that last bad decision of his life was swift and severe. Yeah, never unbuckle your seatbelt on, on the Quinjet. Cause yeah, that's just not good. Shit's going to happen. And you just happen. sucked out. Though it couldn't have happened to a nicer sycophant. Yeah, right. Max, still breathing, reminds me of The Walking Dead when Aaron said, my heart's still beating. <laughs> Ouch, McCafferty went out, went out like wash, both their spirits now like leaves in the wind. On the wind. Yeah. I always kind of forget get how ridiculously cool Coulson's new hand is. I know. I was like, yeah. I was like, he can't get bars on his hour. I have no Wi-Fi. Fitz got to work on that. It's going to eat up his data plan, man. Yeah, it will. A shield doesn't leave a man behind. Mace, is that a concern for poor dead Burroughs or is it more about your briefcase? Yes, we should have been that. Shield doesn't leave a briefcase behind. Yeah, never. If a jet crashes in the woods and... (laughs) If a jet crashes in the woods and no one's there to hear it, stick close to the guy with super strength. Yeah. That's a new one, Colson. I would stick close to Colson. Yeah. I was wondering if Maybot didn't know what she was. Yeah, she she's getting a clue. She's figuring it out. I have no idea if Radcliffe mentioned Maybot's awareness in the previous episode. Could have missed it while tweeting. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if, I think yeah, maybe yeah. they're letting us discover that. Yeah. Isn't the real Agent May already prone to violence? Oh, Ada's got you there, Radcliffe. <laughs> I'll make you dangle pink or whatever's high enough. Yeah. Talbot, like everyone, making fun of color-coded levels. That was Talbot had my favorite lines this week, I've got to say. Uh, I love that Fitz's air quotes were completely unnecessary when he said that Talbot was helping. Yeah, we know yeah. he's not really helping. He's out for his own gain. Yeah, and he's the least helpful person on planet. Yeah. Come on, May, fight it, but not when Ada and Radcliffe are just in the next room. <laughs> she was kind of unconscious, so we could kind of forgive her for that. She didn't know they were in the next room. Yeah. At least she didn't snap her neck, so that's an improvement. Looks <laughs> like you should be careful what you say around the new Ada. Yeah, she's kind of bloodthirsty, just like the person. I know. Oh, my God. It's always nice to see Lola, but I'm pretty sure Maybot is not allowed to touch her. No. I don't think anybody's allowed to touch her. Only Coulson and me. Especially Daisy. 
Daisy, no. Daisy's ridden in, Col- in Lola. That just makes me mad. Yeah. Because I have yet to touch her. Yeah, damn it. Oh, Maybot is worried for Coulson. Can we just pull a Pinocchio and make her a real girl already? <laughs> or, Aaron, watch the movie Lars and the Real Girl if you haven't. It's so brilliant. Oh, my God. The hammer shatters glass, but hard to steel. You are glass. My, why do I never have things this cool to say to my enemies? Yeah, right? I'm, I'm really hoping none of us have enemies we have to say shit like this to. I never think of something clever on my own. I, me neither. I always think of it like after the fact. It's like, yeah, I should have said that. Uh, there's a very good dire- reason Director Mace is never too far away from that briefcase. Whatever it is, he's nervous as hell. Ooh, he needs injections, but why? Ooh, oh, didn't expect that at all. <laughs> no need to be so melodramatic, Poppins. A Hydra infiltrating Poppins who can shove a spoonful of sugar down your throat. <laughs> Okay, Aaron, that's like my favorite quote. That's like my favorite post ever. That's awesome. Gemma is your kick-ass Mary Poppins. There's a 100% chance I get inside your head. The question is how long you'll live afterwards. Wow. That was, yeah, Gemma was on point. Yeah, she was. Are we about Are we about to get a brave moment with our newly powerless director? Yeah, we did. We did. Mac picked up the gun, but so many shows leave him on the ground because when the bad guy wakes up, they need weapons too. Yeah, I thought that was really, like, so many times, have you noticed that, Steve, in so many movies and shows, they just leave the yeah, bad guys with their weapons the like two guns. feet away yep the guy's unconscious but and the gun's right there they are gonna wake up at some point you yep, did not kill them want to shoot it at least take the magazine out of the out of, out of yeah, the gun right. but no but mac picked it up is it too much to ask that i have a shield built into my arm yeah it's too much <laughs> yeah a little it's very expensive it's expensive aaron and i've looked into it That's okay Fitz, you probably shouldn't be doing that but it would be cool to see ada versus ada yeah it would be Keep digging that hole. See how that works out for you. Is it odd that I love watching Colson and Talbot argue? No. Yes. No, no. They're kind of funny. It's, it's, yeah, they're, they're, they're like a bickering couple sometimes. Uh, you're taking his side after everything we've done for you? Yeah, Talbot, yeah. because Mace generally seems to be a good man. Yeah. And he knows what's right and wrong. I thought I could be the face to end in human prejudice. You still can be Colson. You still can be. Colson knows when he's got a good thing. Oh. That was, that was what made me go, yeah, I like you. From now on, I'm calling the shots. Commanding Clark Gregg is super hot and he knows it. Yeah, yeah I, I got a little tingly. Uh, no comment. <laughs> oh, poor Maybot. Now she knows and she's scared. And yeah, she is. And with that episode over, the night is over. I must collapse. Before I go, I'd like to thank you for concern for my mom. She's doing better. Thank, thank goodness. I've been waiting to ask you all week, Aaron. Hopefully the doc gave her some actual answers. Um, okay, enough of the overshare toodles. Hope you guys have a stellar week. We hope you do too, Aaron. If you guys want to check out some of Aaron's other reviews of television shows. She's quite insightful and fun. Uh, her website is RaidBeast.com. You can follow her at RaidBeast, R-E-I-N-B-E-A-S-T. Our email from Morgan. Hey guys, what an action-packed episode. Love seeing Talbot back, even if he was keeping secrets like, oh, like the fact that Mace isn't actually an inhuman, but basically a Captain America knockoff. Yes, there was a lot of that going around Twitter last night. <laughs> yes, yeesh, what a mess. I'm glad that it, I'm glad at the end, though, after all was said and done, Colson took back the directorship. Basically, in the shadows, on mission, where it really counts because the Avengers aren't allowed to know Coulson's not really dead. Womp womp. Okay, so it womp womp womp. Okay, so Ada Radcliffe may made it. Yes, somebody else caught on. Somebody else is using Beta. Thank you. I'm uh, gonna start by saying if Radcliffe goes after Fitzy in any way, I might riot a little bit. Poor May and the fucked up state they've got her in. Oh, not okay, Radcliffe. Not, not okay. okay. Also, it seems like Ada's getting jealous of Beta, commenting on how she's a more upgraded model and then offering to go back into the Shield base and do the job herself to impress Radcliffe is very interesting. Yeah, there's a little sibling rivalry there. Yep. As it shows, the android 
enjoyed developing human personality traits. This definitely isn't going to end well. Yeah. And Maida sitting in Lola, uh, that was just wrong. However, I think Maida discovering she's an LMD will be intriguing, especially in conjunction, conjunction with how it might affect Radcliffe's grandmaster plan. Yeah. Maybe it'll tip Maida more in the S.H.I.E.L.D. team's favor, even after she was apparently tampered with last week. Okay, Fitzsimmons, y'all. Fitz is so sweet, just wanting to protect Gemma, but he better not betray her trust for a stupid robot. I'm hoping him downloading Ada's data can end up being a good thing in the long run. Maybe it'll lead to him discovering and exposing Radcliffe's treachery. Yeah. But I fear for the fallout when Gemma finds out what he did. Ugh, if this breaks them, I'm gonna be pissed. If it ends up working in the team's favor, I hope Gemma can be logical and reasonable and look past the fact that Fitz lied to her. Or at least be upset for a bit and then forgive him because he has the best intentions, we think. That was my ad, not Morgan's. <laughs> Next week looks super intense and I can't wait. So until then, Morgan. Thank you, Morgan. As always, you're awesome. Okay, so if you'd like to share your thoughts on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., remember to tweet us at Across Airwaves, no the, after each episode, or email us at acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the podcast at yeah. 773-809-3363. And now let's roll with that pre-recorded closing. Get at our Across the Airwaves podcast network website, acrosstheairwaves.com. Again, that's acrosstheairwaves.com. You can check out all of our podcast shows, available as their own individual program, get the iTunes Store, get Google Play Store. Guys, for the podcast shows, Color Network, we have the DC Nation podcast located at dcnation.acrosstheairwaves.com. Again, that's dcnation.acrosstheairwaves.com, which reviews popular DC comic related TV shows and movies. There's also the Marvelverse podcast located at marvelversepodcast.acrosstheairwaves.com. Again, that's marvelversepodcast.acrosstheairwaves.com, which reviews Marvel comic related TV shows and movies. Can we also have Throatscast, our podcast dedicated to reviewing episodes of HBO's Game of Thrones, which is available at the website Throatscast. Again, that's in addition to these programs, you can listen to the original Across the Airwaves podcast, which is accessible at acrosstheairwaves.com, which reviews TV shows not related to superheroes, core Game of Thrones, like The Walking Dead, Doctor Who, Star Wars Rebels, Supernatural, and more, including sitcoms such as The Big Bang Theory and The Muppets. Also, you can listen to Across the Airwaves, the DC Nation podcast, Thronescast, the Game of Thrones podcast, and the Marvelverse podcast, got the mixed radio station, code by Jack Rifles, Stitcher Radio, or if you use Apple devices, download the podcast box app. Get if you're on a Windows or Android device, you can download our apps from the Amazon market. Get the Windows marketplace. Get a regular Windows or Windows phone app. Get for how you can contact us to give your own listener feed. Got the TV shows we review. Provide suggestions on how we can improve your podcast listening experience. Or just want to say, if you like what we're doing, email us at acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. Again, that's acrosstheairwaves at gmail.com. Comment on our Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Got across airwaves. There's no vibe. It's just across airwaves. Join our circle. Got Google Plus. Go leave us a voice by calling 773-809-336. Also, when sending us an email, please mention which podcast show you're directing the message to. Give the subject line. If you are sending us listener feedback once on the air. I would also recommend that you check out our YouTube page, which features trailers for upcoming movies and television events. Along with this content, the ATA YouTube channel is a great source for panels from past Comic-Con, and it will be a great resource to find videos related to the Comic-Con taking place this summer to go along with our Comic-Con special. So, if you're not sticking around for this one, once again, for our ATA podcast host, Nico Reifstack, Michael J. Petty, I'm Nick Amy. I'm Steve Nostro. And for James Hayful and Louis Kim, until our next episode, we'll catch you all in the Marvelverse. Ada, I want you to access Sunset Protocol. I have it, Doctor. Activate it. <laughs> it appears S.H.I.E.L.D. really is a criminal organization. This move just exposed the fact that we have a leak. You put us all at risk. Let's get you up to speed, shall we?
you are going to be a problem after all. New Marvels, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., LMD, next Tuesday, 10, 9 Central, ABC. What you just heard was the audio from next week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. entitled Wake Up. <laughs> so, May races to find the truth about what happened to her when Elena's next move could mean the death of them all on Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> So. Right. We didn't get a whole lot of that in the in the trailer of yeah. the May stuff. It was mostly like the Colson. Well, it was stuff. like half and half to me, at least as, yeah. as I remember it. So. Oh, well, you know me. <laughs> um. <laughs> and so apparently there's a mole in Shield, which yeah, to there's me, always a mole in Shield. To me, always. like that's either that's two candidates. It's either and unfortunately it's um, either uh, uh, Mace, who we just came to love again, or it's um, Talbot. It's one of the two. It, please be Talbot. <laughs> <laughs> or it's or it's somebody we we don't know. Or that... maybe it's Maybot, but just like with a feed that's not going. That's like Radcliffe is using as a distraction. That's actually a good. That's actually a good thought. Now I think about it. Yeah, that that, that might be interesting. Uh, something ha- so something happens and a mole has revealed secrets was, of Shield. It's gotten into the trap. It set the set a tra- set the mouse trap, yeah. and our our team is arrested. Our members oh. of our team is arrested, and there are cameras and flashbulbs in front of my Colson. So we so. A Apparently he's out in the open now, which is going to be interesting. No! no, this is not how it's supposed to happen. He's supposed to be in one of the movies, and he shows up just when they're like, "We need shield." Oh God, if only shield were here. And then dun dun dun, in walk holds it, and Tony goes, "What the fuck? What the hell?" It's like to quote Deadpool, "What the ass?" Now the but the question, of course, becomes like, now if he does get thrown out in the open, we hope we can have to hope the Avengers don't watch the news. Well, you know if something like that happened, and it would be all over the place. Uh, Agent Coulson, by the way, not dead. Not dead. The, the, you know, Shield, former Shield assistant director, right hand of Nick, right, right eye of Nick Fury, thought killed by Loki that inspired the Avengers to take on the the Atari. Oh, oh, I have not really idea. dead. <laughs> I have an idea actually. Um, what if like Coulson like plays this off as it's actually a life mile decoy of him, and then they're just he has to pretend he's a lifestyle decoy for the whole freaking rest of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least in public. But yeah. then you have, then we have, you know, people going, no, life model decoys. The watch, yeah. There'd be a watchdog group going after, led by Mac against robots. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> because it's not Asimov. This is not <laughs> the rules of robotics don't apply here. <laughs> but I, I worry because this is one. This is not how I wanted Coulson's uh, aliveness to be revealed because I wanted to see with Tony. Well, it probably might eventually. I wanted there to be this that moment, and Tony walks in, and if Coulson walks I in, mean, and Tony, hey, and, oh, no, you're alive. There is, the thing, there is no reason to say he won't. That's true. Maybe <laughs> this is how we get our DJ on the show <laughs> it's like he shows up and goes you got some blade into your colson i mean pat Oswalt, i think is supposed to come back next week he or something is, i know it's supposed to come is. back one of these weeks he's supposed to come back soon and i'm so excited because i have missed my little canning i missed all of them sorry <laughs> what were you saying steve i was saying you had some explaining to do <laughs> In the so. best Mickey Ricardo voice that we could do. That was awesome, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I needed that. But yeah, I think I hopefully Kading will bring some light or 
stay on the show longer because I, I want him to be there more. But, yeah, and hopefully, uh, and I think Patton, like, I, don't, I know Patton's been doing a lot to try and, like, keep his mind off of his grief, and I think he's doing a good job of it, and I wonder, like, yeah. hopefully the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. says fun enough that he can, like, help, that he'll help him out, too. Well, he did, you know, he, he really, they all really reached out to him and they all just were rallied around him after, after his wife passed. And I think Pat, who is being so public about his grieving and the process, and like he has been about his depression and, uh, in the past and his alcohol use, uh, I think what he's doing is helping people so yeah. much and he's not hiding his grief. He is coping with it. He is dealing with it head on. And a lot of people don't do that. And he's got a little girl, this precious little girl that he has to take care of who misses her mom and he's doing everything he can for her while he's still dealing with his own grief and you've got to I just got to give it up to Pat I've been a huge fan for for a long time and this just made me this what he's being a public face of grief the way he has been and not hiding it it reminds me of my second biggest role model in my life my whole life with Carrie Fisher when she came out as bipolar and she didn't hide it she said this is who I am and this is what I deal with and you're going to see this behavior and we need to start a national discussion on mental health and she did and it helped all of us who struggle with mental health issues my depression anxiety and it gave us all like you know we don't have to be ashamed of this we don't have to hide in the closet you know and hope it'll go away or just fade away into nothing we can fight and we could destigmatize mental illness and I think that was one of her greatest accomplishments and it's certainly one of the reasons that like I said she's my after my mom she's my greatest role model by but i think Patton is doing that for grief right now yeah. and, and uh, i think he's doing it for parenting through grief yeah. and alice is very lucky to have him and the other big question of course is, <coughs> uh, is maybot nuts for trying to take on ada by herself <laughs> <laughs> is Maybot taking on Ada or is May I mean, taking on Ada? I mean, why else would May be dressed? Why would May be dressed? And I feel like May would be in not as good looking condition because, I mean, she had all that crap on her face. So I don't think she'd like she'd look as fresh faced as the May in the trailer does. So that's, that's true. And also, she, she and also I think what Ada says about like says to whatever May this is like something about you're being more troublesome than we expected or something like that. That like that sounds like something you say to Maybot. So, yeah, I also and, think, what if what if Maybot decides she wants to stay as May, and then she has to take on the real May, and then I mean, May versus that, May again? I don't think that, I really feel like, um, because she's going after Ada, and it seems like she's causing Ada trouble, I feel like she doesn't want to be May. I think she wants to, like, get the real May out in the world, I think. That's how, because we, I, don't, we don't need another storyline like that. And the problem, of course, ends up becoming, like, how much control is Ada eventually going to end up having over Maybot? <laughs> right, or Radcliffe, even. What happens to yeah, Radcliffe? Yeah, both of them, really. If Radcliffe can't control his his creations, both of them, know. yeah, because I mean, it's, it's we've already seen like there seems to be some strain with his relationship with Ada too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's questioning him, and he doesn't like that. Oh, he doesn't. But he really needs the dark hold for some reason, and yeah. he's he's still determined. This whole thing has been to you know pretty much get, to send Maybot in is to get that freaking book. And now she's going the wrong direction, as he would I think think as I guess he would think. <laughs> She's not even looking for the book. Well, I been looking for the book what the hell <laughs> that's my scottish accent <laughs> please don't do that again <laughs> yeah, please don't. yeah that was just bad i'm part scottish that was just bad part of me that 
that part of me just hurt. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, so next week we find out, will Coulson be revealed? Will Coulson have to pretend he's an LMT in public anyway? And will come back because his sister is back now, so maybe that's a good prime time for BJ to turn. (laughs) Well, he's at the bottom of a lake in a cocoon, which was very strange and seems to have been totally forgotten. Not yet. So we will remember, we will keep VJ's, VJ's memory alive, much like I still keep Tripp's memory alive, uh, in my heart. Excelsior!